Welcome to The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, August the 22nd. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen And David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. And Kenny is out for another week. We're wishing them the best. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get him back in here pretty soon. Anybody see? We had a bunch of stuff released last weekend. Did you guys we have did. any time to see anything? I saw something. What'd you I see? saw something I too. I saw Good Boys, and I loved it. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Audiences one. have been eating it up. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like it's it really captures that age. Yeah, yeah. I had a son that age once. I was going to say, because when uh, you were a young man, (laughs) a young boy. Yeah, and uh, I was, all too often, we were the house where they hung out, and so I would overhear a lot, which was... (laughs) It's filthy. Hilarious. Absolutely filthy. Hilarious, but you can't react as a parent, you know, like you have to hide. My my parents were polite in that respect, too, as they would pretend not to hear a lot of things. Yeah, Yeah. and then when they did tell you stuff, you're like, I don't want to, it's all right. I don't need need you explaining it. (laughs) Please don't talk We'll just kind of let our minds run wild. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's the movie that I wanted to see this weekend, but I didn't see it. Uh, My mother visited, uh, along with my father. And you're a good boy. And I am a good boy. So Uh, you went and saw... I went and saw 47 Meters Down... Part two. With the family? Uh, with the family. That was the movie that my mom wanted to see, and I would uh, always say yes, no yeah. matter what. Uh, and what did everybody think? Okay, my mom loved it. She okay. had a total blast. She loves the big, like, evil animal movies. Right. You know, Lake Placid, Deep Blue Sea, all par, par for the course. Uh, I'm sure whenever Crawl comes out on Blu-ray, I'll visit, and we'll watch that together. She yeah. just eats those up. Uh, and this was no exception. She had a blast. Uh and there were some really cool moments in it. Uh, the concept around it, the idea of having that limited oxygen supply, which was, I believe, featured in the first one. Yeah. But uh, it, the unique setting of this one is what I think stands out the most for the film. Tell us more. Yeah. Um, it's, it's in a cave system, it's, right? Yeah, it's like a, a Mayan ruin, right. like where they bury their dead uh, that has been like rising tide levels and it's not political it's just right. an, it's, it's just, just that's how the they plot. set it up yeah, yeah. uh yeah rising tide levels have like submerged this cave and it was discovered they discovered an entryway and uh the father of two of the lead girls is mapping the cave system and uh, is going to have some archaeologists come in he's going to be working with them which sets into motion why our like key figures end up in the cave. Like right. one of them's really shy and the other one's more outgoing. Shy one gets picked on and they end up going on a little journey with a couple of the popular ones friends and that leads them to hey, we can totally get into the first part of the cave through this entryway. We won't go any deeper. We'll go to the first little bit. It's really cool. We've been scuba diving before. This isn't a big deal. At least it doesn't set it up as like they're being dumb. This is something I would totally do. Oh, just the first little entryway? I'm not going to get lost in the catacomb, but I'll go inside. But of course, you've got to get them stuck in there somehow. And they have a unique element to the sharks in this movie. Uh, it's is, the sharks from Deep Blue Sea. They are very intelligent. Uh, and they're tra- They <laughs> seem pretty with It's a it. crossover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to spoil anything, right. but we'll they're there. adept at like dark underwater 
detection. So that sort of plays into the plot. You have a lights out style sharks film. that can hunt in the dark. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a fun campy movie. Uh, you could turn your brain off and enjoy yourself. That's the type of film this is. And yeah, my mom dug the heck out of it. Awesome. <laughs> Well, let's take a look at the top five at the box office last weekend. Good Boys, which we discussed, debuted in the top spot, making just under $21.5 million. This is only the third non-sequel, non-remake, non-reboot to open in the top spot in 2019. The other two were Us and The Curse of La Llorna being, those are the two, also the third straight number one weekend for Universal. Good for them. Coming off of Hobbs and Shaw, making Universal the second studio to gross one billion at the box office in 2019. Who's that's the other n- one? that's n- guess. <laughs> that, that's gross, not net. So they're the first one to actually clear a billion bucks. Nice. That's super cool. Uh yeah. Good for them. Good, good Boys is the movie that I was really looking forward to this week. Uh, You're trying to get your mom to see yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. She would totally watch <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she would have enjoyed uh, it. The Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, even when they're producing, they're really picky about their projects, and it yeah. seems like they, they have a great understanding of humor. So cannot wait. I'm glad it got first place. Me too. And with uh, over $20 million in August. That's yeah. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very Nicely good. done. That knocks Hobbs and Shaw from the top spot down to number two, making just over $14 million in their third week. Has anybody seen that one yet? Or are we all still kind of... No, not, I, you know, it? like, I hate to start with this one. I feel like if I'm going to wa- watch any of them, I should start at the beginning. I have I a feeling seen. you can probably jump start in at, just about I anywhere. Don't know. I don't want to get lost. Start at five. Yeah. That's when they started being fun. Yeah. Uh, and then... Sky's okay. the limit. Okay. It's I laugh a- all the way through those movies. <laughs> the Lion King actually holds the third spot, making another $13 million, puts the film at number nine all time on the global box office nice. list. Still haven't seen it. Still not going to. Yeah, still yeah. making a lot of money. I saw it. You did see it? I yeah. can't remember. It's been out for so long. It looks beautiful. <laughs> I've heard it looks like a nature documentary. Yeah. Which makes it hard to convey emotion when you're not using animated yeah, facial you know, that, features. If I had any qualms yeah. with it, it would be uh, the emotional disconnect between yeah. like like the characters. Yes. And the that audience. was one thing about Jungle Book where yeah. there's an advantage. You have a human character and yeah. you can actually like, emote. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's 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 awe inspiring what they can do with animation nowadays. It's insane. The Angry Birds movie 2 opened midweek, uh, which means over just the weekend, it debuted at the number four spot, making just over $10 million on the weekend. So again, another animated film. A lot of family-friendly stuff in see, here. I still want to see scary stories, not to jump ahead too much. <laughs> no, go ahead and jump. I, I want, <laughs> scary I, I stories just, of Tomodar. I, I heard you talking about Angry Birds, and like, I'm already done talking about down, this. Down to scary stories. About, yeah. Slid to number five, <laughs> makes just over another $10 million. Um, yeah, still looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. No, again, not heard a bad word about it. Everybody either. that's seen it has said it's either. fantastic for that. You know, you don't get a lot of qu- high quality PG 13 horror films. Yeah. Teenage horror kind of typically stinks. Yeah. 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 I've been waiting to take the stepkids to this. That's why I, plus I just really wanted to see Good Boys. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see it hopefully next week. Last weekend's other wide release debuts, of course, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, uh, debuted at number seven. Blinded by the Light came in at number 10. Where'd you go, Bernadette, at number 11? 
last week. Curious to see that as well. Did you read the book? Both of those, Blinded by the Light and Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Not 47 meters down, Uncaged. I'm still not over the first 47 meters down. Still trying to catch your breath from that one? Oh my gosh. I was hoping but. they call this one 94 meters. <laughs> Just right. keep dropping it, doubling it. So deep yeah. at I this mean, point. Yeah. And like the sharks like sniffing the blood from their ears because of, <laughs> so because of the decompression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just have fun. <laughs> Just keep you dropping. Guys. We're going to get some underwater stuff here in a little bit. So, yeah, we were laughing about this beforehand. Um, all summer long, I've struggled to put together headlines <laughs> because nothing has been happening mm-hmm. because Disney owns everything and they've I just know. been quiet. I know. And so we got the script together for this week's show, send it out, and then like two hours later, everything happens <laughs> all right. at once. So we got a lot of headlines to get through, which is good because yeah. our poll, we don't have to do a lot of discussion there. So let's talk, first of all, actor Peter Fonda passed away in the past week at the age of 79. Probably best known for his role in Easy Rider, for which he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Having co-written the script with Dennis Hopper, uh, Fonda was a producer on the film while Hopper directed as well. He was also uh, nominated for an Oscar and won a Golden Globe for his role as Yuli in Yuli's Gold. He died of lung cancer. Of course, he's the son of actor Henry Fonda and is survived by his sister Jane Fonda and children Bridget and Justin Fonda. So... Yeah. No, I'm I'm not super well versed in Peter Fonda's work. I mean, I'm not I know either. Easy Rider, but I 50 years since Easy Rider came out. Did you know that, David? I did know that. Yeah, I knew that as well. We're going to show it. We're going to it's a fundraiser. We're not a fundraiser. It's a memorial screening, but it, all the donations are going to Longevity the Lung Cancer Foundation. Very good. Unfortunately, a- you guys are having to put together a lot of memorial yeah, screenings no. lately. <laughs> I don't like it. No, that's not the yeah. way you want to do it. But. I mean, I'm glad that we're able to help out, like with the Toni Morrison charity and um, and longevity, but I hate I hate the reason for it. Yeah. I'm like, let's just donate some money when somebody's alive. <laughs> Celebration of life donations. There you go. Yeah, to. but we don't want that to end up being like some sort of jinx or anything. <laughs> well, you we would chose love you it because of your death did. pool. David, David is a... A bit of a player in death pool. Yeah. You? you know, we like to yeah. gamble on the fragility of life. And it's, it's going <laughs> to get... If you can't if laugh you can't, at it, you're yeah. going to cry it's about gonna it. It's going to get everybody, yep. us included. Uh, maybe someday we'll show up on someone else's death pool. It would be nice if we were to make that sort of contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we right? were. Happy Wouldn't to help. Good? Uh, this week we got the first trailer for Underwater starring Kristen Stewart. The film releases in January of 2020. Have you guys had a chance to check out the trailer? And what'd you think? I, I haven't. I did not I get a chance to check this out, but it feels very what? James Cameron esque. I've become. I'm starting to become a little bit of a fan of uh, Kristen Stewart. She's she's very talented. The roles she is taking are very diverse. Well. Yeah. yeah, it definitely. She definitely cap- captures a uh, sort of a Sigourney Weaver vibe in this. Um, it's like if you took the cast of Alien and yeah. put them in the abyss. <laughs> it's kind of kind of the feel that it has. That's super sick. I mean, I definitely want to check this out. Uh, I, I, I'm coming around to uh, Kristen Stewart. Just people used to mock both her and Robert Pattinson for their, their sort of wooden stale performances. And, yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah, it's starting to seem cracking. like it was the material. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, they're both. 
coming up with some Very weird, good. interesting projects. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like they took on roles to be as far from the mainstream as possible, mm-hmm. and it's paying off in a big mm-hmm. way. Thanks, Twilight, if that's what... If that's what that's you, what you what did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you and were, they're both yeah. coming back around to those yeah. big-budget movies, yep. too. So Absolutely. For them. We also got the first trailer for Rambo Last Blood. This film comes out quickly. It releases uh, September 20th of this year. Did you guys get a chance to see this? Came the uh-huh. Old Town Road trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Right. It. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Hold on. Was that? I don't. I that's don't, the, yeah. that's that song. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah. It's number one. The number one for like forever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Until he, recently, Billy yes. Eilish. But yeah. he said yeah. congratulations. Has nothing to do with this movie. First but. artist born in the 21st century to break yes. to number one. Yeah. God, don't you feel old? Just was listening to that on the way to work. That's today. crazy. 2001. What? So this trailer has. Uh, I, I've got. You know, we don't do politics on this show, but mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. got, oh, it's not mixed feelings. It's not bad. It's Rambo. Yeah. You know what you're getting when you walk in the studio, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, other films are being pulled because of their overtly violent and political subtext. Yes. Yeah. And then we've got Rambo, yeah, right. <laughs> which is kind of like, listen. It's we, a we're in a weird space in society and culturally. And yeah, I think you know we need to continue to have a little distance between like what's the real world around us yeah. and like the creative space of storytelling. Yeah, yeah I tend to keep idea. them pretty separate. Yeah, it's an escape. Uh, movies yeah. are supposed to be an escape, yeah. not just a reminder. And, yeah, and movies don't plan their release around things. <laughs> yeah. You'll notice they get quite upset when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like trying to push this connection of those two yeah. elements, it it is kind of stinky. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean, I saw the trailer for this Rambo movie. All I could think about was, oh, cool, I get to see like Rambo shoot up and slash people up again. Yeah. And it's cool when Rambo's doing it. Yeah. See, I had very the, fake. He's been I, around. I had this yeah. weird reaction where I was like, this doesn't look like Rambo at all because he doesn't have the mullet. It just looks like yeah. old man Sylvester yeah, Stallone. Really if you didn't put mullet. Rambo in the title and didn't call him John Rambo yeah. throughout the film, this would be one it's of just, any other number yeah, of old man Sylvester yeah. Stallone movies. Elder, he lost the mullet. Stallone he needs a gray murdering. mullet. Yeah. yeah. I wish he'd had the mullet. I did think that, and think it still. So. <laughs> Maybe somebody will go in. They, you know, they changed the Sonic the Hedgehog design. That's Maybe true. they've There's got time Rambo's to digitally give do the right give thing. him a mullet digitally. He still looks really tough. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, director Neil Blomkamp has dropped out as director of RoboCop Returns since we're talking old action. Yeah, kind of good, kind of bad. He has left to make an unnamed horror slash thriller for MGM. No word on what that film is or who the new director of RoboCop Returns will be. Blomkamp has kind of he's had these high profile, high concept. I'm going to restart this franchise. He, and, it and he's failed out. to get them off the ground. And he, he's kind of at this point, almost more known for what he hasn't done than what he has. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a director that his first big effort blew me out of the water. Yeah. District nine was one of my favorite movies that came out that year. Was it 2009? I think so. He yeah. got nominated for best picture when yeah. they increased like the Oscar pool size. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Elysium was pretty good. He it certainly was, has a style. He, he certainly has an aesthetic and a it's style. And yeah, Chappie was dirty. Not good. Yeah, I hated Chappie. <laughs> it's this 
grimy. It's almost like modern steampunk. Right. Uh, That'd be a great way to South describe African. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love it. It's unique. It's yeah. really unique. Uh, and his use of Charlotte Copley. Yeah. <laughs> love him. Yeah. He's so cool. Uh, even in the A team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he started to let me down a little bit. But he's so creative and unique that I. I, I hope he gets more opportunities at projects because it's such a cool voice. And uh, District 9 is such a perfectly put-together film. I know yeah. he's got more in him. Yeah. Uh, I was excited for an alien in from his vision, and that stunk that we lost it. And I'm sure a lot of people wish that we would have got that. As opposed what we got. to Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah. And I would say that I enjoyed both of those movies yeah. thoroughly. Uh, but I still, you know, curious what he would have What we could have gotten, yeah. Uh, and with RoboCop, it might be nice to see him reined in by a franchise where he's kind of beholden to a few things, but then he can express himself in other ways. Right. You've also seen other auteur directors have to do that, like David Lynch with Dune, and it doesn't work out. Right. So, Which maybe, is sometimes what the, the failures are almost more interesting sometimes yes. than the successes. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely one that, that gets a lot of attention as far as the multiple failures. But <laughs> uh, yeah. A horror movie that has no sci-fi element that it's described, yeah. which I imagine probably will pop up, uh, or at least some sort of futuristic element. But yeah, just I want to see something from him, something far better than Chappie. And I <laughs> saw the trailer, and I was like, I can't wait for this. Yeah, same here. I was so excited uh, to go into Chappie, and it was just gross. So sad to, to come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We also got the first trailer for Antlers from Guillermo del Toro, who's working as producer and creative mastermind of this, and director Scott Cooper. Uh, don't know if you had a chance to check this one out or not, because it was kind of late in the day yesterday. I, I think, did not. I didn't even hear about this. It has a kind of a Pan's Labyrinth sort of feel to it. I'm it's kidding. it's dealing with, yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> with real horror and fantastical horror and what's like what. Like two worlds and, colliding yeah, those worlds. Through the, you know, the point of view of a young kid in school. It's kind of a... It's a. I think that vision, like the through the eyes of a child with right. sci-fi, is so helpful. I mm -hmm. think for an audience because you have such a naive character experiencing something that's out of this world, so they're a little more open than a closed-minded adult. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I. He's got his finger in so many pots right now. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a busy real. guy. Since yeah. Shape of Water, he's just like. I'm I want to do this. I'm helping people make yeah. stuff, and I'm going to keep making my own things. Uh, yeah, all the power keep to up. him. Yeah, and then I'll yeah. see a picture of him. I'm like, oh, that too. He's seeming okay. pretty. He's doing pretty consistent right now. So yeah. good for him. Good for him. We got the first trailer for Polaroid. The this is actually the directorial debut from this past summer's Child's Play reboot director Lars Klebberg. It was shot in 2017, but then it got caught up in the whole the Weinstein Company transition of ownership mm -hmm. and litigation and whatnot. Don't know if you had a chance to saw this or not. It has kind of a Final Destination feel to it. It's one of these where somebody's got a they, a Polaroid camera, and it's you know if they get a picture of you, then you end up dying, kind of thing. So okay, it sounds a lot like the Goosebumps episode. Say cheese, kind of does, die. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, does, doesn't Ryan it? Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> that uh, I'm looking forward to it. What I, I love remember... about you is that you can just casually pull this. <laughs> yeah, out, and I, I never have to check. There. I'm like that's. 
absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the surprise in the things that my mind stores. Uh, it really is not to me anymore. I'm like David, it used to be surprising. Yeah. Now we're just like, yeah, now it's probably. just old hat. Yeah. Now uh, it's, do you really want to check him or not? Because he's probably right. <laughs> I'm going to start making things up. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you can. You got free. Maybe ring. I did that. Uh, but Polaroid, I remember when we got the initial poster. Right. Like, whenever we first opened, that was one of the first posters we got in. Uh, and it never happened. So yeah. this is exciting. I, I do love when a movie languishes in that sort of Because <laughs> you never know why. Yeah. Uh, there was one a while ago called the Poughkeepsie Tapes yeah. that never got distributed. And I remembered when I was in high school and working at a theater, we got the posters in. I was like, oh, this looks creepy. Because it's just like a black poster with a bunch of tapes lined up. And... Uh, it never got released. I think you can buy it or stream it now. Yeah. But uh, we got our hands Checking on now. it somehow a while ago, and we watched it. And it's really good if you tell people that it's real. Right. But if you know that it's a movie, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there, it makes a lot of sense why they cancel it. But it's cool that this is actually going to get to see a little daylight. Yeah. Side note, I just pulled it up and I spelled it correctly the first try. Poughkeepsie. So really <laughs> proud of myself. Uh, that releases uh, in limited distribution on September 17th of this year, 2019. John Carpenter has confirmed he will be returning to score both the upcoming Halloween sequels, Halloween Kills and score. Halloween Ends. Boop, boop. He scored last year's Halloween. That was the first time he had been involved with the franchise since co-scoring Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, one of the best ones. There are a lot of people that want to return for the Halloween sequels. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there's apparently everybody that's ever been involved in the series or the franchise at any point is lobbying to be added to oh, really? the next two. Yeah, As Paul Rudd should. has asked for it. Uh, the gentleman that was in Halloween 3, uh, the, the play the detective, he's got his own campaign going now. Hey, guys, get me in the sequels. So. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Rudd ended yeah. up popping up, at least with that connection. Yep. A director anytime. and uh, uh, writers. Uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Well, Halloween, when it's done well, yeah. is really good. And you don't get last a lot year's of, version was done really well. Yeah, you don't get a lot of slashers these days that are effective. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, go Danny McBride. They've done really well with this with the franchise. You probably already know the answer to this. Who do you think sees the most movies in theaters? We keep hearing about how with all the ways everybody's competing for eyeballs now, whether it's video games or streaming services, television, who's going to the theaters? Surprisingly to some, hmm. according to a recent poll that surveyed over one and a quarter million consumers from over a thousand different films across different genres, ratings, not you name it, people under 25 years old purchased roughly half of the movie tickets sold. I was a little surprised. Only be, I would have said under 30 for sure, mm -hmm. but under 25 was it caught me off guard just a smidge. You? So in spite of hearing about how young people aren't going to the theaters anymore. It's not true. It's not yeah. true at all. Well, we see them. Yeah. That's how, yeah. that's, that that's how you know. That's tip yeah. off for us. Under 25s have the most free time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing? Well, yeah. the other group that has the most free time, which you would, th we hear that, you know, movies, it's an older generation audience seeing things because it's, well, you know, whatever ties back to their childhood. Uh, of the other half, only 11% of tickets were purchased by people over 55. I 
feel like that totally makes sense because they're not really being targeted that yeah. well. Uh, yeah, if you look at... I'm trying. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I think our signature series think, targets yeah. even better, but yeah. I mean, like, modern mainstream... Uh, movies that are trying to appeal oh, to yeah, that new group. Movies, yeah. That's the thing. Like They're book clubs, stuff definitely like that. Marketed as palms, as you will see. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel it's it's one of those things where I just there's a little lack of quality in that category and mm-hmm. a little less effort put into it. So, you know, if I feel like if you make movies that are for older audiences that are really good, that they'll show will, up. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, the book bucket club list. did very yeah. well. Yeah, book yeah. club did I mean, well. Bucket List was a big hit, yeah. Yeah. and that's great. two over seventy actors like leading it. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think they can be reached. It's just I don't imagine a lot of, uh, and I don't want to like, like minimize or right. anything, but a lot of the films that are have all the younger references and are populated with these gigantic, big, bombastic scenes. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, if that's not the type of storytelling you're used to, not being the storytelling that you're going to seek out. So. Yeah. If you think about the films that have grossed the most at the box office over the past few years, it makes sense that it's skewing to a younger audience. It's either Disney Fair, where it's adults bringing children. So if two adults have two kids, if that's still our nuclear family, then yeah, half of your ticket sales yeah. are under 25. And then you've got the superhero franchises, the sci-fi franchises, all Young your, adult yeah. books, things like that. So it makes sense if yeah. you think about it, but yeah. it is a little surprising if you just glance at the headline, basically, or the I'd numbers. Say, like, as my dad's gotten older, like, we used to go to the movies all the time, and he, there's just less and less that he's interested in that comes out anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it just sort of the demographic that we're trying, like, movies are trying to appeal to. It's in that mid-range and lower yeah, age groups. I think so. The title of the upcoming 25th James Bond 007 film has been released, as has the short synopsis. I'll read this to you. In No Time to Die, which is a hilarious title. It makes me think of uh, Temple of Doom. No time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> in No Time to Die, Bond has left after active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA, Jeffrey Wright's returning to that, by the way, turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. At this point, wouldn't you expect every mission to be treacherous (laughs) if you're James Bond? Far more treacherous. Leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Man, what a plot. I will Sounds, Sounds like you could just about substitute that for any James Bond <laughs> film. <laughs> could, can you get more generic in your synopsis? Yeah. I will always show up for a new Bond movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I will, too. Many, many people. Uh, spoiler, though, with the title, No Time to Die. I guess he's not dying in this one. Uh, this is it I'm, no? T- it depends on the inflection. Is it no time to die? I, is it Jesse Ventura and Predator? I don't have time to bleed. Is it no time to die, or is it this is not the time to die? Yeah, you have no time to die, but it seems like you're dying anyways. I have it's interpretive, it's subjective, and that's what I, I like guess we'll about find it. out. If this film is truly going ahead and saying, "Look, 007 is a title, for lack of a better word, it's a designation. It's not a person." Yeah. And we know this is Daniel Craig's last Bond film. This could be the time we actually see Bond die 
and going forward, maybe they reinvent it. These aren't James Bond films. These are 007 films, and that means something different going forward. I did think that the people who own the rights to James Bond, like mm, the a, Broccoli's. Year and a, half, yeah, a year and a half back said, yeah, he's always going to be right. James Bond. He's it's just going to be... British old white guy. Yeah. Like, that's who it is. Might go young. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, 007 is a title. That's, right. The movies tell you that, so I don't have any problem with anyone but this, else. I guess this 007. is the first time where, yeah, where we know someone else is being 007 who yeah. is not James Bond. I like the idea that it was, you got the name and the designation regardless of who you were before you were given that. I kind of dug that headcanon, you know, fan fiction idea. But clearly we have a James Bond and yeah. we're going to have a 007 and the two are not going to be the same in this film. We'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, I think uh, with that whole transition and how people have reacted to the whole another 007, like, I think the fact that they've never done that before, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah. And that, that's never been... So cool. A new plot to a James Bond movie. Yeah. It doesn't really happen. Like, they're different, but right. it's usually just like the stylistic elements the director brings to the table yeah. that's really different. It's, it's who you cast as yeah. the bad guy in this one. Like, what type of charisma will James Bond have this time? Mm. I know it'll be charming. Who it's will be the charming. Bond lady and who will be the Bond villain are the only two questions because the plot yeah. really doesn't matter. Oh, it would be cool to eventually have like, you know how James Bond, he's there's always like the Bond women, mm -hmm. to have Bond men that... Yeah. Like, at like some Jane point. Bond beds like four Bond men throughout the movie, <laughs> or kills like or, three of them, or James Bond does yeah. it. Uh, to the point, it doesn't matter. Octopenis. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could just have the cameras. In I just want to see the logo space. for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the Spectre logo, but instead yeah. of tentacles, but it looks like a twelve-year-old <laughs> sketch. Introduced sketched by it. David, yeah. laughing at himself. It looks like yeah. it came from the set of Good Boys. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and that was all the news this week. <laughs> no, we got a couple what? left. Yeah, the big hitters. Yes. yes. According to Variety, a fourth Matrix film is in development and was announced by WB, Warner Brothers chairman Toby, Toby Emmerich. There had been chatter that they were going to reboot this franchise with Michael B. Jordan in the lead. That's not apparently the path that they are on. Uh, the uh, What do we have here? We have Lana Wachowski, one of the Wachowskis who wrote the films, and I don't know how... I guess she directed the last one, I, the yes. third one. Sorry. Yes. I don't remember she what her involvement on the first two was other than writer. Uh, but she will return to write, produce, and direct this new film. And so far, they have nailed down Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss to reprise their roles from the original trilogy. Interesting. Which yeah, we were Carrie talking Ann about Moss earlier. Birthday. I just learned that. Today is? Mm -hmm. Very good. What an early birthday good. present this was for her. So, yeah, um, these two characters died at the end of the third one. Yeah, they did. They didn't don't they? have Lawrence Fishburne committed to returning, who survived the third one. Maybe the first three were just a dream. Yeah. I don't know. because Yeah, maybe this is the fourth well. Matrix movie yeah. called. Matrix 2. Uh, Not a yeah. dream. Yeah. At all. I hope Lawrence Fishburne comes back. Yeah, that would be really yeah. More terrible. Fierce. It'd be hard if they yeah. didn't. To, yeah. yeah. And no word on Hugo Weaving. No, I mean, there are still parts of this that are not... We need more information. Yeah. Uh, we, we would need a de-aged Hugo Weaving. They that can do that anymore. Pretty, yeah, it'd be easy. 
Of course, they're going to have to make about 5,000 of them. So. You know what? They've got the digital copy of him somewhere from the second film, sitting around on a, fla- on a flash drive, probably. I'm <laughs> stoked to have a Matrix that looks good, yeah. like that holds up. Because, yeah. you know, there are parts of the first one, if you go back and watch it. It I mean, feels like it the 90s. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah. But you see, like... It's like video games whenever they first, like, oh, PlayStation 2, this looks real. Yeah. And the third one, and then the fourth one, every time people get so shocked that it's so much better. But now it'll look real. Yeah. That would be so cool. Bullet time. Real bullet time. <laughs> so it doesn't, you don't see the green screen lines around yeah, his hands. Exactly. And- and finally, this is an ongoing, a developing story. We will follow this with story to its conclusion. Um, but as of right now, here's what we know. Finally, news broke. Between a falling out, with a question mark, maybe, between Marvel Studios and Sony, the way this is shaking out currently, because it is an ongoing story, is that Marvel Studios currently has a 5% stake in the Spider-Man films. If it makes a billion, they get 5%. If it makes 100,000, they get 5%. Not that it's going to make 100,000, but just saying, it's 5% regardless. With Marvel head uh, Kevin Feige serving as the creative lead on the film, so he is piloting the ship that is Spider-Man for Sony, which is how we've had Spider-Man connecting to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though it's a Sony property for the last, since Captain America Civil War. And the Infinity stuff, and yeah, Spider-Man films since then. Well, after uh, Far From Home's success this summer, which made it, Spider-Man Far From Home is Sony's highest grossing film of all time. Disney has reportedly asked Sony to renegotiate their deal. Here's what Disney wants. Disney wants a 50-50 split of the profits, which I honestly, Disney knows they're not going to get, but they go to the table saying, just let's just do it 50-50. They, being Disney, Marvel, uh, continues to work the Spider-Man live-action properties into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Disney has also requested that the rest of the Spider-Man peripheral stuff that Sony has the rights to, because when Sony bought Spider-Man, they got Spider-Man and like Venom and Morbius, which have their own films coming out. Um, Those would also be worked and folded somehow into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well, giving Marvel all the toys back because they bought Fox. Yeah. They they just say, well, we can't strike a deal. Not all the toys. I'm sorry. Universal still has the Hulk, but this is is the big chunk. One of their last stones. Absolutely. Uh, Sony reportedly flat out rejected that. They laughed, um, but did not make a counteroffer. They did not say, no, not 50-50, but... Maybe we go twenty five seventy five. They had, they didn't do that. They just said no. Why would we do that? There was no reason for them to negotiate. Disney just said, "Hey, let's do this." Sony said, "No, no, we got a deal." But it was leaked that hey, Sony has decided that they are just keeping Spider Man separate. If that's the case, then Spider Man would no longer be connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Spider Man would be folded into the Spider-Man peripheral projects like Venom and Morbius, um, and that Sony would kind of do their own cinematic universe based around this Marvel character of Spider-Man. Sony has come out since and said, I don't know how that story came out. It's all true, but it's still an ongoing negotiation. Just because we didn't counter-offer an offer that we didn't expect to get doesn't mean that we're not going to negotiate. It's just, it's not like... This was negotiation week. It was just like, hold your horses. Yeah. Yeah. So partly because 
this story leaked, the idea, the conspiracy theory on the internet, because the internet is really good at that, yeah. is that Disney made this offer when Sony just said no. Disney kind of got their panties in a twist and said, okay, we'll leak the story and put the pressure. Now all the pressure is on Sony to renegotiate this deal, which never, there was never any impetus to renegotiate, but now everybody's like, Sony, come to the table. Sony's like, why? We have a deal. (laughs) Why would we go to the table? It's already arranged. Yeah, and Disney's sitting back going, yes, work a bigger deal because we'll take anything. If it's 10%, it's still more than 5%, so. Yeah. Because Disney can do that when you own everything else. Right. So we're watching this. Yeah. I'm just happy that we right. can show Spider-Man. That's yeah. my point. Right Older now Spider-Man at this point. Which Spider-Man will be back in theaters this weekend? Thank goodness. So I was like, is there more? I feel like you cut something here. <laughs> I feel like there could be something you could throw into it. Hey, this us. could boost sales on the re-release. <laughs> Whoa, do you think? Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're saying, you know, let's get that 5% a little higher. It's still 5%, but what can we get out of the 5% of this one? Let's tell people this will be the last time you'll see Spider-Man in the MCU, so then they'll come back out this weekend. And then it's like a new record, uh-huh. you know, one that they didn't even think to make up. Yeah. This is the biggest, this is the biggest re-release of a... Movie based on a spider <laughs> that's ever been. This is Just the beat biggest hyphenated the spider character guy. showing of all time. spider movie at all. New in theaters this week. So, again, because we now have to look at Wednesdays, Ready or Not released Wednesday. You're excited for this one? Mm-hmm. Looks like a lot of fun. It really does. I'm trying to figure out when I can come see this one because this looks like a lot of fun. It's actually down to, do I see this or do I see Creep Show, which we'll get to because <laughs> yeah, I've seen that a million times. So or, and I, it's not on the new releases because it's technically not a new release, but it's new to you. What is, and I'm... Blanking on the Falcon? name. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. It's a I'm matter of excited. which of those three do I go see on Thursday I night. I want to see the Peanut Butter Falcon. Do you want to see a heartfelt drama about friendship? Do you want to see a... Like Mark Twain-esque, I would say. I Can't be terrifying game of hide-and-go-seek? Or do you want to see... A, a movie you've seen a hundred times already. <laughs> yeah. So, that's... A, also this weekend, uh, wide release, Angel Has Fallen. This is the third yes. entry in this franchise. Overcomer. Which is one of the faith-based films that has just blown up at the box office in recent years. Coach involved. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I know about it. That there's a coach. Yeah, and, and it's uh, yes. faith-based. Yes. yes, that is true. All of those are true statements. Yes. And again, Spider-Man: Far From Home re-released with an additional four-minute action scene. Four minutes. Four whole four minutes. Minutes that we didn't four get the first minutes. time. It almost feels like they're just cutting stuff now, knowing. When we add, do the re-release, we'll add these pieces back mm-hmm. in. Like what can I you get trim that feeling too, to man. put back in yeah. that won't hurt it, but we'll add to it if you had it. Exactly, because we're going to do that a month or two down the road. Yeah. Seems like that's the strategy. Coming up this week at the Alamo Draft House, you guys were wrapping up the kids' camp this week. Yeah. Teen Titans go to the by. movies. Uh, you can still catch that on Thursday if you're listening to this early enough, or Friday this week, and then that's it for the summer. That's no more it. kids' camp. If you're skipping school, it. it's yeah. the perfect hey, thing to do. Not, not that we advocate that. Kids. Go to the movies. This week, Thursday oh, night, tonight, Creep Show at 6.40. I might be there. Ooh. I don't know. I'm trying to decide, like I said, between the group. Uh, also, the Goonies movie party at 7 o'clock. This will be the last one. Yes, it will. Until the next one, until which will be one. months or years right. down the road. Yeah. But the last one it's for like this. 2020 sounds like a good uh, Yeah, I wouldn't do it before then. 
Not that you're asking my opinion. Uh, Sunday, we have a few things going on. Your afternoon tea this month, Remains of the Day. That's at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Lawrence of Arabia, the 4K restoration at 2 o'clock p.m. I feel like there's some potential overlap with that audience. People may have to choose. Yeah. Between Remains of the Day and Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. Of Arabia. I feel like that's the 11% that's buying tickets. Yep. This is yep. kind of the target audience here. And the Animazing screening, anime this month, of Ninja Scroll, which is not what you want to bring the kids to, just because yes. it's animated. This is just a, a little disclaimer here. Mature <laughs> yes. anime yes. featuring mature themes yes. and mature actions. Yes, so not... Not the entry-level anime to bring the kids yeah. to at the theater this month. This is no insert child anime <laughs> here. This is more of an adult anime-like Kiki. insert. It's not, it's not like adult. Kiki's delivery service. No, this is yes. not like any only of those. It's <laughs> more of a grave of fireflies. <laughs> oh. Monday night, you guys are doing a memorial screening. We talked about this, unfortunately, yes. uh, of Toni Morrison's The Pieces I Am. Yes. That's at 6.40 p.m. on Monday night. And that's a donation screening. So in lieu of ticket price, you can donate 5 7 or $10, and it all goes to the official Toni Morrison Society charity. And so. if you're not making it up to that one, the Fist City screening this month is Blade, and that's Monday Blade. night at 7 o'clock. We're actually doing a little something special with that one. So we, we are. Sure to get there early. Ooh. We uh, had an opportunity to hook up with a couple of stunt men uh, mm. in town. Real stunt uh, Real men. stunt people who worked on real Hollywood films. And, uh, and we're going to throw them off the roof. Oh, no, no, no. No, okay. No. <laughs> they're, Sorry. They're we're not. Nice. Are over. They're, uh, they're going to be doing a little Q&A, like a 15-minute thing. On the ground, <laughs> seated, safely. all four legs of the chair on the ground. Yes, maybe no, they'll tilt back. Or no, something. no tilting back. Or I'll pretend to tilt back, and then we'll switch places, and then they'll, <laughs> and then they'll fall, and then you'll come back. Uh, but it'll be really cool just to hear some of their experiences and hear their stories. So. Absolutely, that's fantastic. Tuesday night, Space Jam at six forty p.m. Space Jam, ready to slam. Welcome to the jam. Space There's jam. cartoons and real people. A lot yeah. of people don't know that. Danny DeVito's yeah. featured in this one. Danny DeVito? Yeah, he plays the guy that owns the Monstars. I heard Bill Murray was in it. Yeah, he's in there. Bill Murray Wayne is Knight's in it. Yes. What? That's yeah. what people should be talking about. LeBron James going to be in the next one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, maybe he'll flop around. It'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really wow, cool. you went there. <laughs> How could you not? It'd be really cool if Michael Jordan had a cameo. I'm, I'm uh, sure easy, he probably will. Easy, Yeah, how much do you have to pay Michael Jordan That sounds like a big ask. Though? Yeah. Uh, and Wednesday night, this month's Champagne Cinema feature is 500 Days of Summer at 7 p.m. A yes. quirky little independent film. There's also 500 tickets left. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I don't think you have a theater that seats 500. Yeah. But. Uh, this one's not moving super quick. Yeah. And it's funny because this is like... Really good. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. It's from this like five-year window of these quirky indie films. Yeah. I'd say it probably ran till 2011 from 2006 or 7 uh, that are like my favorite indie films yep. uh, Zoe Deschanel Joseph Gordon-Levitt it's it's a funny not 100% romantic movie right. it has some unique elements to it that you don't expect from your typical typical rom-com and uh yeah, there are some scenes that are just were immediately iconic, like yeah. the split screen, uh, him walking down the street, like dancing and singing. Uh, yeah, it's 
that has been copied and parodied and yes. multiple times. It's it's really a, a great movie, and it's sad, and sometimes uh, that's okay. Yeah. And it's it's nice and heartfelt. I mean, this is how Mark Webb got to direct the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, easily the best Worst Spider-Man of the... <laughs> ever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, you think they'll bring him back if Sony decides to? We could just get a close up of David's face for a whole episode. His last name was Webb, so I guess the only reason he got the film. All that plus Andy Havens is playing the back lot Thursday night at 7 p.m. Trivia Dome on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. in the back lot. Seven rounds, seven questions, up to seven people per team. Seven, seven, and seven. Anything else? Anything exciting going on? Or is that pretty much covered? Yeah, we have a our next special menu will be for Ooh. it too, and I'm very that's not that to far away. That. Yeah, and in the coming weeks, maybe next week. I hope. Think, think next week, maybe so. Yeah. Spoiler: Red balloon shake. Yeah, it's just with a bunch a real of red rubber red balloons <laughs> with whipped cream on top. Yeah, yeah, and, and a, a red balloon cherry, like a little balloon animal. You have to sign it's, it's upside down. Yeah. Yes, the cherry is yeah. inverted. Yeah. You so will. Looks like you could choke. It's so. real <laughs> clever. That's the idea. We're trying to actually kill you in the theater. Spooky. (laughs) Yeah. So get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. You can buy them in the Alamo Draft House app on your mobile device. If you don't have that app, we'll tell you how to get it here in a little bit. It's not hard. I bet you can figure it out between now and then. You can buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Get them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening. And you can find all of these events and more. I'm pretty sure all of September and a little bit of October is already up. On Facebook, you just search for at Alamo <laughs> Spring Mo. He beat you to the punch. No, I, I was yeah, never going to do it. I'm trying to get my head. And yeah. go to the events page, and you can find all the cool stuff that's coming up for the rest of the summer and into the fall. Speaking of the summer wrapping up, this summer we've been asking for your favorite 80s summer movies. We've been going all the way back through the 80s year by year and choosing our favorite summer movies. These are the movies released between Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend. And each week, you get to decide which is your favorite summer movie from that year. Here are the results so far. 1981, we had Raiders of the Lost Ark. E.T. was the winner from 1982. National Lampoon's Vacation was the winner in 1983. We threw those three head-to-head. E.T. moves on to represent the early 80s in our summer finale, which is coming soon. 1984 had Ghostbusters. We had a tie in 1985, The Goonies and Back to the Future, so we knew neither one of those would move forward because they couldn't even get it past 1985. And then 1986 brought us Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We threw those four head-to-head, and Back to the Future decided, the people decided to move it on to represent the mid-'80s in our summer finale. So we've got E.T. and Back to the Future sitting there waiting for someone to emerge from the late 80s. We have 1987's The Lost Boys, 1988's Die Hard, and last week we asked you to pick your favorite summer movie from the summer of 1989. And the results moved around. It was a last-minute thing. We didn't even get the final results until until everything closed up and we got everything because it was close the whole way through. Here are your results for your favorite summer movie from 1989. With, is that a drum roll? Because yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you were having a yeah, medical I condition. I was going to say, wait a minute. There's a surprise <laughs> entry. No, no. no, but no. At number four, with 11% of the vote, we had Parenthood, which was Jen's Rigged. pick. It's, 
it's rigged only in that it got some votes Google. finally. Uh, at number three, at 27% of the votes, it was close. It was in first or second place up until the end, and it finishes in third. Dead Poet Society, the, what'd you call it, the Teacher's Hungover movie? Yeah, the Teacher yeah. Hangover movie. At number two, with 30% of the vote, this one is in a dead heat with Dead Poet Society for the number one or two spot. It finishes at number two. It was Batman. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. No. Honestly. I thought it would finish Although number one. Although I was one. delighted. I was and at number one. Woo! Like gangbusters coming on at the last minute, moving from number three up to number (laughs) one with 32% of the vote was Uncle Buck. Surprising everybody. It's a great movie. Just didn't know that it would be Batman. Yeah. I love love this. I love these results. It's funny. You never know what people are going to tell you. So thank you to everyone who voted and commented. So this week, here's what we've got. We are asking you, dear listener, and social media follower to vote for who, which, I guess is a better way to say it, which of these movies from 1987 to 1989 will represent the late 80s in our summer finale, which will be next week. Again, your choices this week are going to be between The Lost Boys, Die Hard, and Uncle Buck. Any thoughts on how this thing's going to shake yes, out? Yes, I have thoughts. I want to have Share a very bold prediction. Okay, make a I prediction. I think that not only will Die Hard win the late 80s, it will win the whole thing. Really? Damn. Yes. Hasn't even moved out of the late 80s yet, yeah. but you've got it winning the whole shebang. I, I've been thinking about it, and I don't see any other way. I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to see an underdog take it. Go I ahead, have to agree. <laughs> I half agree with you. Uh, I do think Die Hard will win. For although, the late uh, 80s? That yeah. underdog... Uncle Buck uh, could pull through. That would be awesome. That'd be hilarious. That'd be that would be fun. Uh, and be very surprising. But I think Die Hard will probably win it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I think the whole thing's going to probably be won by Back to the Future. Is it because it's yours? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> See, I'm more like a big picture person, and I'm not just stuck on myself. So I didn't choose mine like you did. Different you strokes for different difference? folks. Yeah, whatever it okay. takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, I, I think that Die Hard and the Lost Boys should run neck and neck for a while, but I didn't think Uncle Buck would win for 1989 either. So yeah, <laughs> who know. knows? It's I, a I really toss up. want to be wrong, but I think it would be really funny if it did win best summer movie, given that there's it's such a controversy over if it's what a really summer movie a summer is. Movie. Yeah. yeah, I think you know with Uncle Buck of the three, it's the most different. Yeah, I would say. Which uh, may be a good thing. You may split the, I'm votes. Always down for a comedy winning everything. Yeah. yeah. Cigar Chump and John Candy. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but we have no idea what's going to happen. It is totally up to you. Let us know which of these three is your favorite. This time I'll remember to post it on the Hey, Thursday. there you go. And don't blow this for us. <laughs> Do not. Fine. Don't pick something besides what I said just to prove me wrong. Wink. Do it. <laughs> Do you have a winner in this bunch? Oh, and these three? Yeah, no. these three. Oh, you no, don't have yeah. a dog in this fight. All yeah. Right. We got to save it. already fought. Okay. Batman no. lost. Yes. Uh, which is My odd. personal pick would be Lost Boys. Yeah. Um, really? Because I love it. Yeah, I love it, okay. David. I believe it. So, so hard to believe? <laughs> I'm convinced. Wow, David. I will yeah. question you no further. It's almost <laughs> like she's trying to sell tickets. But yeah. we got that coming up later on. No, it's almost <laughs> like I was 12 when this came out, as, as were a few of the cast members, so... 
I really, I think of one cast member that might have been twelve. I think the rest well, of them were like the, in their thirties playing. Well, teenagers, yeah, they maybe? were supposed so, to be. The yeah. younger ones were were around twelve, thirteen. You mean like Kiefer Sutherland? And like the Corys. Like Jason Patrick was like 55 years old playing the a... Corys. I don't... There were other people in it, yes, but I didn't see them. I saw the <laughs> okay. Corys. Specifically Haim. R.I.P. Fair enough. Him. All right. Well, let us know which of these is your favorite. <laughs> Trying to find a transition out of that, and there's not there's one. No, just a hard just transition out. a moment of silence. <laughs> find us on Twitter and Facebook. You search for Backlot Pod and vote. In this week's poll, the winner will be announced... On next week's show, we'll move into the grand finale to take on E.T. and Back to the Future for the chance to be crowned the favorite summer movie of the 1980s. Give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. What are you going to see this week? What would you think of it? What's your pick for the best summer movie of the late 80s? If we use your comments, we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Again, you can find us on social media. Search for Backlot Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The poll runs on Facebook and Twitter. Can you run a poll on Instagram? I haven't even tried. Mm, you, you can, can do, do like a, a weird story uh, thing where you like. Yeah, that sounds like too yeah. much work. It, it is. is. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. If you're listening, Instagram. Uh, or you can call us and leave us your thoughts on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online. On social media, just search for at alamo spring mo on facebook instagram and twitter you can download the alamo draft house app just search for alamo draft house surprisingly in your mobile devices app store or you can visit the alamo draft house online at drafthouse.com slash springfield or just pop in and say hi if you need a smile and some air conditioning just pop on in and say hi let's do it get your tickets while you're here you can find Kenny and I, hopefully. <laughs> you can't find him right now, but you will soon be able to find he and I on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season two Ooh, starts next week on Labor Day right weekend. <laughs> oh, I got some work to do. <laughs> it's yeah, coming up. No pressure. Follow us online by searching for at PGTC. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture. PGTC podcast on social media and at popgoesthculture.com. I think that wraps it up. Has anybody got anything else for the good of the group or the listeners? We left it all on or? the floor. I'm excited to see Kenny next week. I'm excited yeah, to see what Kenny. news story broke this while we were sitting here recording. I'm because... excited and terrified. At the <laughs> exactly. Sony and Marvel are no more. No. Um, yeah, so when does Marvel just go ahead and buy Sony is the question that's out there. I next think. week. Yeah. They'll acquire everything. Yes. Might as well. And then keep it all in the vault and <laughs> so nobody can get to it. And extra layers. I remember when the they door. used to release those Disney Vault VHSs. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought it was the, a real thing. I swear it's yeah. the last time you're going to buy this one yeah. until the next time you mm-hmm. get to buy this one. This is I the platinum too, version. This is the older. diamond version. This right, we're the... not selling this right now. Yeah, and we're opening it back up for a limited time. That's smart. It is. Yeah, I suppose. Well, that's all I've got then, and I think that's all we've got here. So I've been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Be sure to vote for your favorite movie of the late 80s and come see a movie this week at the Alamo Draft House. We will talk to y'all later. See you. Also, Easter, baby. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.